very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's full interview, just go to VeritasRadio.com and click on that subscribe button. You'll get your login immediately and will have access to hundreds of hours of truth. And to upgrade your life, head on over to sanitasradio.com and take a look. It has upgraded my life, and so can you. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or simply have feedback, I always love to hear from you. Click on that contact button on our website. And tonight we discuss human sexuality, pornography, and the attack on human love. Tonight's presentation contains eye-opening and potentially life-changing information regarding the manipulation of human sexuality and its impact on our world. Pornography, which now saturates our world and has been moved into kindergarten classrooms, our children, our relationships, and even our ability to love is under direct assault human sexual behavior and attitudes have been radically altered, as well as our ability to create happy families and enduring human love. It is imperative for us to understand the mechanisms by which we and our children are being targeted so that we can put a stop to this madness and the control system that seeks to destroy our lives. There is no censorship here, folks, but I must warn you, tonight's special guest doesn't sugarcoat the truth. Some listeners may find this information offensive, but if you're like most listeners, I'm sure you would rather have the truth that hurts than live with the lie that keeps you comfortable. For that, you have the news and the entertainment industry. Tonight's special guest already appeared on Sanitas in an interview titled Birth Trauma and the Dark Side of Modern Medicine, which I highly recommend if you haven't listened to it already. Tonight's guest is Janice Barcello a transformational teacher, a birth activist, and whistleblower, and someone who is concerned with all things that limit or undermine human love. Through her radio and television shows, and in her book and DVD series, she speaks out about the horrors of technologically managed pregnancy and childbirth, as well as the evils of mind control, Satanism, pedophilia, child abuse, pornography, abortion, vaccines, and more. Janice has spent almost two decades uncovering the long-term and intergenerational impact of primal trauma on the human body-mind-spirit system. Her ultimate goal is to share the truth and restore humanity's capacity to love. Her website is birthofanewearth.com and she joins us directly from somewhere in the Midwest of the United States. Hello Janice and welcome to Veritas Now. How are you? I'm really well, Mel. Thank you so much for having me back and for giving me the space to share this information and um, reach your people because what's what we're going to talk about is so important. So I'm grateful for your, um, yeah, your openness. Thank you, and your, and open, not, your open heart. Yes, and not only do you have the space, but you have the freedom to say what you want to say. There's absolutely no censorship. I have no sponsors that are going to be knocking on our door here saying, hey, hold it. She's crossing the line. So you have absolutely nothing 
to fear. In fact, I'm recording from a different country uh, because I've, I've purposely scheduled people like you in the next few weeks because sometimes in the United States, as you properly said to me before we started the show, sometimes you don't want you don't want to share where you are when you're recording these shows. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have been sharing information that I think really cuts to the core of the control system and um, addresses directly who and what's at the center of this control system. And um, these are very dangerous people. You know, they're very, very evil. And, yeah, a lot of us are kind of putting our butts on the line uh, just sharing the truth. And that's a sad state of affairs, uh, but it is, re it is quite real. And so, yeah, we need to be aware of it. <laughs> and, and like you, after doing this for, for a few years now, you've done it for many more than me, almost two decades you have. I'm getting tired of sugarcoating things. I'm getting tired of walking on eggshells. I'm getting tired of people who, oh, I'm so offended that you said this and that. When what I'm trying to do here is pierce the veil, find out what's behind the scenes, what's behind the matrix, so that we can all free ourselves of those shackles. Yeah, and I think um, for many, the idea is overwhelming. It's almost like it's impossible for us to break free from this. It, it's like we're not able to decode reality properly and we can't see what should be obvious to us. And even if it is obvious to us, we're terrified to talk about it or address it. You know, something very blatant and simple, such as circumcising an infant. Let's start with that. It should be very, very clear to people that this is immense trauma and an immense violation, that it is a sexual assault um, and a genital mutilation. And we are handing children over, infants, newborn infants, over to um, sadists so that they can torture our children. But people are not willing to look at it. Many are. I don't want to say people across the board. But so many are in such a state of hypnosis or denial that they will become enraged if you even talk about this topic. I mean, I just read a story from a mother who had circumcised her son, and she was talking about how enraged she was when she was confronted by intactivists for the first time. And that rage comes from our own refusal to address what we've done to ourselves, to our children, to our pets, to our loved ones. You know, we have been participating in a Luciferian culture and a Luciferian agenda so when we hand our children over to these butchers, even walking in, into a hospital, hospitals are temples of the occult. Massive amounts of evil and torture are happening in these places, yet people are going into these places to give birth to their children without thinking, without asking any questions. So the state of our mental, uh, it is mind control. You know, it's not like people understand or know what's going on. They can sense it. But the mind control is so thick, it's so heavy, and the denial is extremely thick and heavy. And so people have not been willing to look at the obvious. But tonight, let's look at the obvious. You know, let's look at sexuality. Let's look at what's happening in our world. Let's look at what's happening to our children. Let's go, if, we, if we can, I don't mean to interrupt her, let's go if we can in chronological order. Because I like to go from the moment of preconception, then conception, then birth, because as a father myself, I remember years ago when, I think I shared this uh, briefly during our Sanitas interview, we are trained not to ask questions. I, I presence the, the birth of, 
of my child, which was a wonderful, wonderful event. At the same time, I couldn't understand how after almost 10 months in the womb, the the baby comes out and that umbilical cord is cut immediately. To me, that something inside me, Janice, didn't make sense. I felt like, you know, why can't we just leave this here while the body gets used to the new environment? But no, here they are. The doctor's giving me the scissors so that I can proudly cut that cord. And boom, then they put something in her eyes to, to I don't know why, oh, to avoid infections, which, you know, to me, it felt like it was hurting her. And not even a, an hour later, there's another nurse that comes along and they start just jabbing her with, with vaccines and, and taking a piece of her DNA and, and puncture her. To me, something was wrong, but the mere fact that of me asking questions, I felt like my wife was going to start wonder, like, why are you doing this? You're not a doctor. You see where I'm coming from? That the, the brainwashing is, is prevalent. It's pervasive. And something else you mentioned, Mel, is that you knew, you sensed, that something was very wrong and you were still held back in terms of acting, in terms of uh, protecting yeah. your daughter. And this is so sad for most fathers because most fathers are in the same predicament. They sense that something's not right, um, but they don't feel that they have the authority, even though it's their child, um, they don't have the authority to say what they're feeling and to try to protect their children from what they are sensing is deep. It's deep evil what they're doing. People may think that's ridiculous, but if you listen to our first interview um, on Sanitas, then people will understand the evil that is involved in clamping and cutting the umbilical cord and, and having them steal the cord blood and sell it. Okay, it's evil to inject newborn infants with neurotoxins that are in vaccines. Okay, that will alter the genetic makeup of these children. It's evil to put burning poison in the baby's eyes to prevent that baby from making eye contact with his or her parents and thereby prevent bonding and cause a mild form of brain damage because bonding is not happening because eye contact has been blocked. Everything that they are doing is methodically intended to hurt us. Everything, every single thing. There is no intervention happening in a hospital that is not that does not involve sorcery, mind control, and a deliberate attempt to hurt us and our children. And that is a fact. I remember a conversation with uh, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys about vaccines. And she's one, she was one of those doctors that, at MD who really pushed vaccines. She was brainwashed by the toolbox that's provided to her by big pharma and medical school and the industry. But, you know, she starts seeing patients who were totally, totally fine. And then all of a sudden, after being vaccinated, they would completely lose their life, you know, essentially almost. And she decided one day to go to the hospital because she was a nephrologist. And she said, I want to check this out by myself. And the hospital said, you know what, you're going to have to do it on your time because we're not going to finance this. So she said, fine. She went there and went to the to the maternal wards and started looking at babies who were being vaccinated. And she wanted to know if the contents of the vaccines, the, 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 the mercury and, and all, her, all the other adjuvants that are included in the vaccine, if they would actually be excreted, which is what she was told. And she started taking samples of the stools and she couldn't find anything coming out of the babies. And immediately she came to the conclusion that this would be now, all these substances would be lodged in their brains, in their muscle, uh, the tissues, and this would have long-term effects. And needless to say, now she's out of the country and speaking the truth just like you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once people 
all you have to do is open a little window, <laughs> you know, for people to begin to, to see um, what's really happening. Vaccines are a very good doorway for people to begin to understand because uh, many, many, many children have been hurt. Um, and many families have been hurt by by the rest of what hospitals are doing. So, you know, childbirth is... Uh, one of the most important events in a couple's life and the fact that that event has been usurped and made poisonous and is now filled with trauma and mothers and babies are dying in very large numbers in the United States. People think hospitals are safe, but nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, the most important event in a couple's life turns out to be an event that can break down that relationship um, because it's so traumatic and because it's so uh, far removed from love. And from the way that the creator designed for us to experience birth. So it's very, very big, but it, you know, it also follows what I'm, what I think is, uh, traumatic conceptions and traumatic, uh, gestations. These children are coming into our world, uh, in trauma from the get go, even from the minute that their parents bring their bodies together. A lot of children are being conceived as a side effect of fleshy gratification, many, 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 many babies are not wanted. And many babies are being murdered through abortion. So these are things that are affecting our entire uh, civilization. You know, for such mass numbers of women to be willing to exchange a few minutes of fleshy pleasure for a child's life is extreme distortion and extremely satanic. If people understood how these babies are being murdered, the brutality that uh, is being inflicted on these children while they're in the womb, um, it, it would become clear that abortion is satanic and human sacrifice. And it's not just affecting that baby. This is happening in a, in a, in a mother's womb. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be very honest and tell you my own personal story because I want people to understand that I'm not coming from a place of, you no, I'm better than everybody and I know so much and the rest of you are all doing it wrong, but I, I know how to do it right. I'm not coming from that place. I also had an abortion. Um, and when, when I, I had an abortion in the fifth month of a pregnancy that I very much wanted, uh, because I was told my baby was deformed. But I later found out how they killed my baby was that he was burned to death inside my womb. They injected a saline solution into the amniotic sac. And that solution burns the outer layer of the baby's skin. And the baby also gulps in fluid from the amniotic sac. And so the baby's insides are also burning. It's a very slow and painful death. And this happened inside my body to my child. And for women to imagine that this does not affect them on a spiritual level, as well as a physical, mental, and emotional level, is a huge error in thinking. We do not understand the depth of the evil that we have been participating in. And most women are not having abortions because their babies are deformed. They're having abortions because they've decided um, that they don't want to have a baby right now, but they do want to have sex. They do want to have physical pleasure. And so they are willing to make that trade-off. Now, keeping in mind that we have been conditioned 
to believe that sex for pleasure is the way that life is designed. It's the way that, quote unquote, God wants us to behave. He, God, in, in the, um, in the Luciferian conception of life, <laughs> right? Their, their creator does want them to have lots of physical pleasure and to not be directing that energy toward the creation of life. But in the real world, when we, um, when we take our life creating potential, and direct it away from the creation of life and into um, a fleeting physical experience. We are creating havoc on our planet and for ourselves and our children. Because, let me say this, having sex without being open to life is leading to things not only like abortion, which I can go into some detail about, okay, but we have a list of things that are occurring as a result of our behavior. And that list includes things like sexually transmitted diseases, teen pregnancies, fatherless children, right, single parents, uh, divorce, Adultery. I mean, the list is really a long list of critical social problems that are occurring as a result of our um, carnal based behavior. And one of the biggest problems is we are so trained to behave from carnal impulses that we often end up with the wrong partner. So we are attracted to people based on, on a lustful desire to have sex with them. Sometimes we end up making children with these people. Sometimes we end up getting married to these people who are not really the appropriate spiritual match for us. But we were drawn to them based on the way that they look and the way that our bodies feel when we have sex with them. When we leave the bedroom, there's nothing to talk about, right? The relationship is often painful because both people know they're with the wrong person. Both people will be looking for the right person. There may be a tremendous amount of cheating going on causing massive amounts of emotional pain. And there might be children that have been created through these false unions, which are um, happening in extremely large numbers, as well as divorce. So our conditioning, and I, you know, at the Free Your Mind conference, uh, I took people through the whole process by which they have trained us to believe that physical pleasure is what it's really about, that that's really the way the creator intended for us to do this, that's really the way things are designed is for us to have pleasure. Uh, I outlined the entire way that this was orchestrated so that they could get us to believe this. 150 years ago, people did not act the way that we are acting. They just did not. So something has radically changed in the thinking of the American people, especially the American people. And that something has been orchestrated by very dark forces on our planet, not the least of which is the Rockefeller Foundation, which is a completely Luciferian foundation. So I don't know if you want to go into the process that they took, Mel, to condition us to behave the way that we are behaving sexually. But we've gotten to the point right now where they're bringing pornographic material into kindergarten classrooms. Be before you go there, because we're going to get as deep <laughs> as you'd like, 
I want to bring a name up, and I'm, I'm sure that I'm not sure if we if we discussed it during our last interview, but the name Dr. John Harvey Kellogg sound familiar to you? Dr. Kellogg of Kellogg's cereal. Yeah, the, 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 the same. The, the, same the, the king of the, of breakfast cereal. He was the one who invented breakfast cereal cornflakes. And the reason why I bring him up is because I think you and I discuss his his approach to circumcision. And yesterday, I was interviewing Dr. Kayla Daniel about the dangers of soy. And boom, his name comes up again. And he was one of the biggest supporters of bringing soy when even the Chinese for thousands of years did not even eat it. It was not, it was an inedible. And the reason for that is because he was a celibate man who didn't want to have sex. They didn't want people to have sex. They didn't want people to enjoy having sex or making love. So can you tell us more about Dr. Kellogg before you proceed with a deeper part of the rabbit hole? Well, I'm going to say this. I think a lot of the focus on Kellogg is a reflection of how focused everybody is on sexual pleasure. Like they really are focused on the fact that circumcision reduces sexual pleasure. And this is ev this is the main thing that people are concerned about is whether or not everybody can have sexual pleasure. <laughs> so I'm here yeah. to say, I'm here to say, okay, yeah, Kellogg was, he's insane. All right, he did promote circumcision to stop masturbation. All right, but the real essence of circumcision is to break down the bonds of love between men and women. All right, when you take a foreskin off of the man's penis, that foreskin is designed to activate the neurochemicals of love, to trigger the male brain, to produce neurochemicals of love and bonding when it meets with the vaginal wall. Okay, when you cut that off, you have a very serious effect happening for that man's ability to properly bond with one woman. All right, so you're going to have a lot of uh, adultery going on. Because the man is not going to have the way the creator designed him to experience love has been stolen from him. It has been cut off. This is not about sexual pleasure is like, you know, if you could see my fingers, it's, it's this minute little freaking thing compared to the importance of this man being able to experience love in the way the creator designed it. All right. So it is an attack on love. It is a very methodical, well thought out. These people understand everything about our neurophysiology. They could have chosen to cut off an earlobe. Who was it that said, um, Forgetting the name of that beautiful man who said they could have chosen to cut off an earlobe or pull out a fingernail to make a covenant with their God. Yeah. All right. But these Luciferians chose to cut off one of the most important parts of the body for that man to experience love. And if that man can experience love the way the creator designed him to experience love, that affects not just him, but his partner. He may have multiple partners because of what's happened to him and his children. It affects the entire society. So Kellogg to me is a total distraction. And it's it, everybody's focused on him because they're so interested in their sexual pleasure. But th this is a complete sidetrack from the real goal, which should be love. It should be how do we create uh, enduring family love? Well, let me also say Kellogg is not the person that's responsible for circumcision. All right. when it, There's a whole chapter in my book. It's an 80-page chapter on circumcision. And my book is called Birth Trauma and the Dark Side of Modern Medicine. And I outline in detail 
the way that this um, sadistic, cruel uh, sexual abuse was mainstreamed in the United States. Of course, it was brought here by the Jews. And the Jews took over the medical system. And they've done this methodically and with intent. And they are responsible for um, creating medical journals in which they promote lie after lie about the so-called benefits of circumcision. And I'm talking blatant lies. Absolute, absolute lies in the same way that they control the media now and they promote lie after lie. All right. These are very um, people who are skilled at the manipulation of people's minds. They know how to do it. They've been doing it for quite some time. And they are responsible for what's happening in the medical system today. All right. They are the ones who brought circumcision to the United States and who've made this now. Um, well, it's definitely becoming less and less. We are down to like 60 percent now of parents willing to hand their babies over because parents are getting hip to it. But, you know, 20 years ago, 90, 90 percent or more baby boys were being circumcised because of the mind control orchestrated by the Jews and the story. I know people might be offended, but when we go into the topic of sexuality and the manipulation of people's minds, we are going to come again and again to the Jewish hand because it is all over, all over what's happening. But is it a religious practice or a ritualistic practice? It's a satanic practice. It's a satanic ritual. Their religion is satanic. Judaism is a Luciferian cult. I'm not going to mix words now, okay? 50,000 chickens were sacrificed in New York City last September. The streets of Brooklyn were running with blood because the Jews had a ritual where they waved dead chickens over their heads. And they put all their evil into the chickens, and they think this is going to give them a good life. Does it sounds like voodoo to me. It's animal sacrifice. The Jews have a very long history of human and animal sacrifice, blood drinking. I mean, I just read another story of a Jewish man who uh, killed his girlfriend. She had just given birth three weeks before and drained her blood. Right, this just happened. This has been ongoing. They drain the blood of their victims. Sometimes they puncture um, holes in the victims' bodies in the shape of the tree of life, the the Kabbalistic tree of life. All right, it's all Satanism. This is all. This is a Luciferian cult, and there are those who are born into this cult who will come right out and tell you that their God is Lucifer. They don't mix words about it. I don't think all Jews understand this. Far from it. All right, so I don't want to make it out like all Jews are participating in human sacrifice or animal sacrifice. But the Jewish people are under severe mind control as well. And so the majority of them are indeed involved in the genital mutilation of their infant sons, for example. Some of them have go, go so far as to let the rabbi suck the blood off of the mutilated penis of their infant boys. Talk about all the germs that could be transferred at that point to that baby who has no immune defense at the time. Venereal well, disease. several babies have died. Several babies have died because the rabbi has herpes and um, passes it to the baby. And, of course, the herpes is lethal. It's deadly for the infants. So several have gotten brain damage from it, and several have died. In New York City, I think there was about 16, somewhere between 12 and 16 babies, right, that got herpes from the rabbi. So what kind of religion 
sucks blood off a penis that just got mutilated. What kind of people allow somebody to take knives to the genitals of their children? All right, what is going on? Now, I know this is going to be hard for people to hear, but this is something we had better look at and talk about because it's serious. People are taking knives to the genitals of little baby boys. In some cultures, they're taking knives to the genitals of girls. Although even in Muslim countries, all right, they don't do this to infants. The United States and Israel are mostly the only two places in the entire world where infants are systematically tortured, sexually tortured, and genitally mutilated. This is not, not happening everywhere. 80% of the, of the world's men are intact. Okay, that means they're not mutilated. They're not cut. Their bodies are the way the creator designed them to be, 80%. So we have a small portion of the world's men who have been attacked and a smaller portion still that have been attacked in infancy. And the ones who are being attacked in infancy are being attacked because of the Jews. And I am, I am so angry about it, Mel. I'm so angry about what they have gotten away with because it's not just circumcision. All right. They are the ones who have brought pornography into our lives and destroyed countless people's lives as a result of pornography. And the mere fact that we're discussing this, and I've said this many, many times, I love every human being. I don't care who you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care. I really don't care. As long as you respect other people, as long as you respect the planet, I really don't have a problem. But asking questions should be something that is in our, in our nature. And I've suffered from this from day one because I've been one of those kids that ask questions and, and I'm told just shut up and wait until you become you know, an adult and keep asking questions, but it's cool and so on. And I just want to know the mere fact that they have been ejected from over a hundred locations. The fact that I'm asking, I would ask if there were blacks, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. I want to know my history. Why is it that this is not told? In school, when you have a massive exodus from place to place to place, what caused that? What did they do to deserve such treatment? Just because I'm asking a question doesn't mean that I hate you. I do not hate you. I just want to know the history so that we can prevent what has happened in the past to happen in the future. At the same time, I cannot hide this so with my hand and overlook the fact that when I look at the positions of power as the Federal Reserve, which is not federal, nor does it have reserves, and every single chairman and, and most of the, the people who were behind it were Jews. When you look at news, when you look at entertainment, when you look at banking, publishing, you name it, they are prominently displayed there. I just want to know why. And when I look at the Weimar Republic in Germany, after Germany suffered after World War I, the brothels, prostitution, pornography, the sexual decadence was brought by them too. And when I look at the United States now, and I remember in the 1970s, some of my, my, my great my grandparents would see a bikini on TV and they would say, oh, oh, let's change the channel. Because they had that filter. They didn't want children to be looking at that at, at you know, what they deemed to be sexual perversion. This is the 1970s. Now you turn on the TV and it's, oh my goodness, are we back to the 1920s in, in the Weimar Republic? Is this exactly what, where we're heading? And what is the purpose? The purpose is to destroy the United States and the American people in the same way that the purpose was to destroy Germany and the German people. All right, if people understood the history of really what was behind World War II, all right, they would clearly know that the Jews were not the victims, but the orchestrators. They 
purposely did <laughs> a number of things so that they could destroy the German people. They are not the victims. All right. The Jews have orchestrated three genocides that I am aware of in the last hundred years. Okay. More than 66 million Russian Christians were brutally slaughtered by Bolshevik Jews. Okay. Millions of Germans were slaughtered, starved to death, raped, blown up. I mean, unbelievable what they did to Germany and now the Palestinian people. Wherever these people go, whatever they touch turns to destruction. And we need to look at this. They have been kicked out of 84 or 89, I can't remember the exact name, countries and some more than once for a total of 109 times. And this is because everywhere they go, they do the same exact thing. Number one, they bring their usury, right? They create these, these sorcerous, it's, it's all sorcery, like the Federal Reserve. It's all smoke and mirrors. There's no money. All right. There's nothing there. It's all a bunch of numbers on paper and controlling people's lives. And even controlling our government to the extent that even every dollar bill that we spend is a debt. This is the way that they've generated their wealth. And it's through their usury and through their um, slate of hand that they, they create their wealth everywhere they go. If we even go back to the Bible, Mel, all right, and we look at Abraham. Abraham... <laughs> Let me say this. Wherever he went, he lied to people and told the people that his wife, Sarah, was his sister. That's number one. Sarah would then marry the wealthiest man in the area. And suddenly, as soon as she got into the compound, all the animals started dying. All the people started getting sick. That's because they were herbal sorcerers in the same way that they're using the medical system to this day, okay? So everywhere this sister went, everybody was dying, everything was dying, until Abraham said to the rich man, who is now married to Sarah, all these bad things are happening to you because you married my wife. And then the rich man would say to Abraham, well, what do you mean? You told me that she was your sister. And then Abraham says, no, she's my wife. So now they now Abraham forces the rich guy to give give Abraham all of this wealth so that Abraham will leave and so that Abraham's God will stop the plague right on the people in the compound. And as soon as Sarah and Abraham leave, everybody gets better again. All right. But Abraham and Sarah leave with tons of wealth. This has gone on for centuries. They have the same tactics. They steal the wealth everywhere they go. They steal everything. And they poison people. All right. They are the ones responsible for the creation of Monsanto. They are the ones for poisoning our food supply, for financing the chemtrails that are poisoning our air. All right. For masterminding the medical system that's poisoning us through the pharmaceutical drugs. They are a cult. They are Lucifer's army. That's what they are. And their purpose is to destroy us and everything that the creator has given us and all of the beauty that the creator has brought forth. For people who don't understand the battle between Lucifer and the creator, okay, it's very simple. Lucifer didn't want to be an underling anymore. And he had a battle with the creator to try to prove that he was equal to the creator or better than the creator. And there were some people, entities that followed Lucifer that said, hey, yeah, we don't want to be underlings either. We want to become gods ourselves. Well, there's that saying by Voltaire, to learn who rules over you, simply find out who you are not allowed to criticize. Now, can we 
Can we carpet bomb everyone, every Jew? I don't think so. I think that there's a portion who has subjugated, kidnapped, hijacked, you name it. If you look back at the country of Kasaria, that's where the culprit begins. And didn't they take over Judaism, per se? Now, I think Kasaria is also a distraction. I think the Jews don't have a place on this earth because they don't. They're an intruder race. It's not a religion. It never has been a religion. This is a race. This is, these are, you know, it's hard for me to say this because I have a lot of Jewish people in my life that are good people. But I, there are also Jews themselves, and I can provide links to people who are interested. There's one rabbi that I have posted on my blog who has come right out. He was talking to hundreds of, of Jewish students around the world because he was like on, uh, he had people from all over the world tuning in through video and at least a hundred or more Israelis sitting in the room with him when he said, we are not from here. Jews are not from here. We're from out there. And he points to outer space. And basically what he says is we've come here to take over the world. I could read you the, I mean, I, I um, transcribed the video because I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I was afraid they were going to delete the video. So I transcribed a big portion of it. Um, and I put it on my blog. So we are dealing with a race of entities that look like us but do not have the same capacity to feel. My personal take on this is that the longer these entities are in our dimension and in the world of the creator, the real creator, the more they pick up the creator's design. In other words, the more their capacity for love uh, manifests the longer that they're here because the creator's genetics are so much more powerful than the genetics of these beings that Lucifer has created. All right. We're talking about entities that were created by the creator's adversary. This is really what I've come to think based on everything the Jews say, All right? This is all based on what the Jews themselves say. But the longer they're here, all right, the more that they will revert toward the genetics of the creator, which means the more capacity that they will be able to express love. However, there are those bloodlines like the Windsors and the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. Why are they so bent on inbreeding? Because they want to preserve the Luciferian blood. Almost they like royalty. They, well, we could, royalty is a joke, okay? It's it's royal evil is what it is. There's nothing um, that any of us should be honoring about these bloodlines. Nothing. Nothing. But they want to preserve the bloodlines that Lucifer created. So there's a few bloodlines where we have the most evil entities coming forth. But I think all Jews and maybe maybe all of us at some level are carrying the genetics of this evil bloodline to varying degrees. Now, the more the more we resist in terms of not participating in the Luciferian program, not eating the genetically modified foods, um, not drinking the fluoridated water, not taking the poison chemicals, you know, in our cleaning products, in the pesticides on our lawn, in the stuff we put on our hair, in our underarm deodorants, you know, uh, everywhere there's poisons when we avoid all of this stuff. 
Okay, then our genetics can return toward the pristine design of the creator. But I have a question. Because there are, for example, at other radio show, I interview many Jewish people. A lot of them, actually. They just happen to be part of it. And some of them, let me pick on one, Dr. Harvey Biggleson, Jewish doctor, who decided that really doctors are more harmful than germs and wrote a book about it and started talking, speaking against the medical industry. And he has been completely isolated to the point that they almost put him in jail a couple of years ago. And like him, I know a few. So I have to say, there are some of them who realize what's behind the scenes and have a conscience and are speaking out. And my question is, we know chemtrails are real. Aside from what the majority of the population says, chemtrails are real. The medical industry has a purpose. The pharmaceutical industry is in cahoots with the entertainment and news media in order to maximize profits. But if we have flora in the water, circumcision, and you name it, aren't the Jews also suffering from the same as we are? Yep. That's exactly right. It's like anything, Mel. If you are born into a satanic cult, right, there are many, many people now who were born into these bloodlines who are trying to free themselves of, of the cult. You know, Kurth Barker, Jay Parker, um, yeah. Kathy O'Brien, I don't know. There's so many at this point that have been born into it and that are trying to break free. It's the same thing with the Jewish people. All right. For them to say, I was born into a Luciferian cult. I cannot continue this. I have to break free from this cult. I cannot subject my children to the rituals of this cult. Um, and I cannot force this this belief in this entity that these people are worshiping is a demon i'm sorry but you know uh the majority of our of of people on our planet are worshiping this demon all right the biblical god um, is not the creator the biblical god is the god that says you know you got to circumcise your kid to create a covenant with me the biblical God is the God that tells the Jews you've got to go and take other people's land and steal their women and their children, take them as booty and take all their animals and offer up their animals as sacrifices to me because, hey, I enjoy the scent of burning flesh. And, hey, by the way, offer up your firstborn children to me, too. Or at the very least... um, which which Sarah uh, is it Rosh Hashanah? I can't remember which one it is. Where um, they mark uh, their houses with lamb's blood. They ritually sl- slaughter lambs so that their children won't be killed. That God will pass over. It's Passover. That God will pass, yeah, over, pass over their houses and only kill the non-Jewish children. All right. Everything in their religion is satanic. Every, it's a blood. Blood rituals everywhere, everywhere. So if if you're tribally identifying with this cult, then you are part of the problem. You have to step away. You've got to, to disassociate yourself in the same way every other survivor of satanic ritual abuse has to try to get out of the cult in order to save their lives and the lives of any children they might have. You can't just keep protecting the cult. You can't turn the other way. You know, if you're living in Israel, watching what your government is doing any more than we should be doing it in America, watching what our government is doing. We can't be just turning away, pretending it's not happening and defending our government. But how do you do that when, let's say you are an Israeli? who was born in Israel after the... Get out. I get Get it. I get that. But let's say you're born there, and the media is blasting you 24-7 about these musters who live here next door and what I call to be an open-air prison there in Palestine. When you have the media telling you that the bad guys are those who are 
sending these rudimentary rockets your way. And then what do they get? They get phosphorus. They get bombed to this mytherines all the time. I don't know how many died last week. But when you get all this and you are an Israeli, how, are you really responsible for your actions when you are being brainwashed like we are here in the United States by some of the things that our own powers that want to be due to us? I think we are responsible now. You know, we all have to be responsible for what we're doing. We all have to be taking, you know, I'll, I'll go back to circumcision. I mean, if you've, if you've been willing to do that to your kid, I mean, you've got to take responsibility. It's not your baby's fault. Your baby had no choice. He was strapped to a board. But you see, I get, I get it now. And if I ever have a son, I would go tooth and nail not to do it, even though my wife still says, because, you know, she is brainwashed, and she says, I don't want my child to be the, the, the only freak. This is to the extent that we are told that circumcision has to happen, but I know better now. But back when I didn't know, I thought I was doing, I would have thought that I was doing the right thing by allowing these vaccines to be injected the moment of birth and all the things that we went through because I thought I was doing the right thing. Now that I know, I have the tools to act. But before that, like the majority of the people who are not listening to this radio program, by the way, are they really responsible if they're not uh, aware of their own actions? Yes, they're responsible. There's going to come a time where we've got to own it. We've got to take the responsibility to break out of the mind control. You know, granted, we were under mind control. You know, is am I responsible for my baby's death? Yes. I chose to have an abortion. I could have given birth to him. Did I know at the time? No. Did I know how they were going to kill him? No, I didn't. So how could Did you I take action? How could you feel responsible back then? I didn't. I mean, I feel responsible now because I know. That's my point. Back then, I was, back then, I was still under the mind control, but it doesn't relieve me of the responsibility, spiritually speaking, not at all. Absolutely, and that's exactly my point. The majority yeah. of the people that who walk this earth, these, and I don't mean to sound judgmental, these zombified, self-unaware, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know that most of their inaction the, 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 the fact that they don't speak their mind when they should, they think that's the way to go. They don't want to be the, 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 the abnormal one. I always quote that movie, Midnight Express. Do you ever watch that movie? I'm not sure I have. Well, it's, 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 there's this, this man in jail in Turkey because he brought some hashish to the country. Oh, and yes, yes. Remember that? Well, at one point they sent him to the, to the mental ward with all the, the lunatics there. And they're all walking around a, a pole, and they're walking clockwise, and he's walking with them. And then he realizes, wait a second, I'm not crazy. I'm going to start walking against the crowd, so he walks counterclockwise. And all the crazies start saying, come on, you need to walk with us. I think that's exactly what's happening to people like you and I and most of our listeners who are more awake than the rest. We are walking against that herd, and our biggest obstacle is the majority who doesn't seem to want to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary because there's a willful ignorance. Sometimes, you know, it takes having a damaged child, a vaccine-damaged child, or a dead child because the circumcision went wrong. A wake-up call, yeah. You know, it's, sometimes that's what it takes for people to say, okay, I think I better start to figure out what's going on here. And that's what it, I mean, that's what it took for me too, Mel, because in addition to the abortion I had, I also lost a baby, right? My baby was actually, after the abortion, I had a pregnancy and my baby was actually born dead. And they put her on machines for two months and two days. And I watched them torture her, literally torture her day after day. So that was my wake-up call. The abortion was very severe in terms of its impact on my life, on my psyche, and on my life. But the next pregnancy, 
was worse. So, of course, my daughter, uh, my daughter died, by the way, while they were cutting a hole in her throat, what they call a tracheotomy. And they do surgery on these little babies without anesthetic. That's happening every day in the United States, that babies are being operated on with no anesthesia. They're being given drugs to paralyze them. So they can't move or scream, but they can feel everything. It's not just happening to babies, but the fact that it is happening to babies should really give us pause. Anybody with a baby in a neonatal intensive care unit can, um, can I'm sure, resonate with their baby being constantly put on paralysis drugs, unable to move while they're having tubes shoved down their throat or up their nose. This is a conversation, once again, folks, I know that some of you may, may feel that this is disturbing, but I know that if you have been with me for all these years, you know that I'm very concerned about the truth. It doesn't matter how much it hurts, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it or censor it so that you can feel better. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this together, and all we want is the truth. When we come back, I want to really dive into what is really happening. This sexual revolution, the sex education that's so in your face, I really don't have a problem with all of this. Once you are at an age where you can actually transmute it, into something positive. But when you're not prepared mentally, and now they want to lower the age of consent, and I'm sure you, you have heard this, to the age of, is it 12 or 13? Age of sexual consent. Why? Because there's this new pervasive, not new, pervasive movement of pedophiles who want to be able to have sex with children. And at the age of 12 or 13, can, you, can they sign a contract? Can they buy a gun? Can they even go to war? No, they can't. So this and much more when we come back. But first of all, Janice, how can people buy your DVDs, your books, and learn more about your work? Please go to my website at birthofanewearth.com and you can find my book, my DVDs, um, all kinds of information on my website. So please visit that site. <laughs> Birth of a New Earth. Excellent. Denise Purcell with us here tonight, folks. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first segment of this very important Veritas interview. If you enjoyed it and wish to listen to the rest, go to veritasradio.com, click on Members, or subscribe. Or tell someone else who will enjoy this and all our radio programs. If you are listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, where you can purchase pure organic sulfur and much more. Now, we'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and I'll see you in the Veritas member section. Enjoy. Enjoy.